are we looking for this thing? And what is it that we're looking for exactly? It's a geocache. It's kind of like a treasure hunt. There's bugs out here. Where do you work? In the car? Where do you are? Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, or Google Play so you get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons. Demon Hunter 2, Aggie Jedi Master, Electric Water Boy, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Cashley, one Kind Word, Ravenclaw Tia, Shermanator18, Butterfly Girl, Jane Jewel, The Aussie Geocacher, The Geogear Heads, Sodak Zack, The Deadliest Cachers, Terrell2, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, Team D&D, Geocaching Adam, Peachy1276, The No-Code Geocachers, Curiosity Girl, Tick Magnet, Marsipanic, Bricker John, Firesafe, Doc Firewoman, FS Sabero, Geo Rick, Cash Attic Mel, Geo, Geocaching Janji, the Ge- Geocaching Junkie. I need to put those in separate little spots because they're hard to say. Sir Drumalot, Genies, Tricasius, Tom Free, and Rugels. If you'd like to become a patron, Head over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let me start by welcoming my co-host, Sydney. Hello, everyone. And Jesse. Good evening, everybody. And we're going to jump right in because we've got a lot to talk about tonight on show 67 for September 24th, as we welcome Shanice Jordan to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Oh, thank you so much, Gary. Hey, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. This is great. Um, now, we do need to mention, people are like, what is that noise we're hearing? Well, that background noise is from Sweet Touch. There we go. Sweet Touch Coffee patrons. Welcome, Sweet Touch Coffee, to the show. <laughs> So, we'll be okay. Uh, Shanice had to find a spot for the show, and she's got this one. So, she's got a nice background, though. Shanice, you have a nice background right now. It's true. And I have the chai tea latte to match. Awesome. A little chai tea latte from Sweet Touch Coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to do a couple news items, and we'll jump right into some other things. So, uh, today, until October 1st, 
is Sito Week. And I guess, did Sito Week start yesterday, uh, Sydney, or was that? Yeah, because I went to an event yesterday well, and I got my get thing. Souvenir. So. Awesome. I did? Mm-hmm. I went to a Sito this week. Nice. And you picked up how many pieces of trash? Uh, well, you saw one. If you saw the if you saw the video on Twitter, I did one. No, I did more than that. But um, that's my first Sito, and I have to admit that I know it's bad to say because as a geocacher, I should have done many Sitos. Your but first ever that you've been fir- to? My first ever I've been to. Really? Yes. It's just always timing has always been bad, and so. Anyway, today was a little bad, but we made it over there, um, and uh, we went uh, went and did the the Cito after we did some other non geocaching events, which um, is interesting because Joshua flew down. Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, flew down and stayed with me for the weekend. We went to Bash Four. It's a Munzee thing. But we met a lot of geocachers when we were munzing, and uh, it was a great, great weekend. We went to Oktoberfest, which was really odd. It's really hot in McKinney, but we still had an Oktoberfest with uh, the band, the German bands, and uh, people dressed up in German, and it was huge. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a good time, and uh, so we uh, we made it to a Cito and. Did some other other caching. Um, Joshua filmed quite a few of them, so um, you know we're looking forward to, or you guys should look forward to some really good videos from from Joshua coming up uh, in the near future. So he went to Tombstone, Jesse. So oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, we filmed out at the, the oldest cache in Texas. So that it was interesting. The day we the day we were there was very interesting, and I didn't know if you know this, Jesse, but we found an easy way in and out that we missed when you and I were there. That would have been nice to know. Right, it would have been because we did. Jesse and I did it the 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 hardest way you could probably get to it, and you'll see it on the video. I won't spoil any more about it, but anyway. Um, then a, a reminder about International Earth Cash Weekend which is October 8th and 9th. And I know, Sydney, you're probably really fired up for this one. Uh, I'm just excited that you get uh, an extra day to get it because I know some people, for whatever reason, can't go out on a Sunday or some people can't find an earth cache within an hour's drive of them. So it's right. good that you have that extra day this year. Yeah, very cool. All right, and then coins are still for sale. Um here is the coin that we're selling, and I usually put it right here in front of the logo. Duh. So there's seventeen dollars U.S. They're twenty three dollars international, and uh, we're almost to a point where we're gonna we're gonna not be available to sell anymore pretty soon. So if you want to buy one, go ahead and uh, buy one. Uh, if you're a patron, of course you get them shipped to you free. So all right, enough of that. We're gonna jump right in and. Talk to Shanice about several topics. So, Shanice, I, I stole some stuff off IMDb, and <laughs> but you wrote it, so you were able to kind of be careful about what you want on there. So I'm only going to bring, I'm only going to talk about a little bit of it or ask you a little bit of it. So, absolutely. So you, so you were born and raised in Vancouver, Washington. This is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vancouver, Washington. The funny thing, we so 
Yeah. Your your cash. What? Uh, he he what wrote. The ca- he, he's uh, the Cashly app. Yes. Cashly. Mm-hmm. Also from here in Vancouver, Washington, and right. we live in the same area. So now I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find him like a geocache right now. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> That, that would be perfect, you know, and um, yeah, you both are in Vancouver, so um, that's crazy. I mean, what a small world. Such a small world. <laughs> so, yeah, Cash is one of our sponsors and patron. Uh, Nick's wonderful. He he has the best app for geocaching, and so uh, it's crazy, Vancouver, Washington. So, But growing up there, tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about Vancouver. Yeah, so um, Vancouver... Uh, Washington, for those who don't know, is not Vancouver, Canada, because every time I say I'm from Vancouver, Washington, people are like, oh, Vancouver's so cool. I'm like, you're definitely talking about Canada. Um, Vancouver, Washington is uh, 20 minutes outside of Portland, Oregon. So it's a suburb of Portland. Um, We were right across the Columbia River. And, uh, you know, it was a very normal sort of I don't want to say easy life. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, relatively easy place to grow up in. Had great schools, and um, you know, I did sports and choir and all of that fun stuff. And uh, I started performing here. I started singing. That's mm-hmm. when I started getting into the performing arts. I was a singer. Uh, I wanted to be a an opera singer. Right. So you know, I took voice lessons, and I was in a million choirs and quartets and things like that all the time, doing solos and. La la la, la. Mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and that was kind of what occupied most of my time growing up here. But um, I will say one thing: that it rains like nine months out of the year here, <laughs> legitimately. Oh, so if no, uh, if you don't on. like the rain, then don't come here. <laughs> but right. if you don't mind it, then it's actually nice. I like the smell of the rain. And right. I'm personally excited that fall is upon us. However, it is going to be randomly 80 degrees again this week. And I'm not exactly sure why that's happening. Well, actually, I guess I am. It's hashtag global warming, unfortunately. Right. There you go. I mean, we've got weird, we've got weird weather going on all over. I know. So many things. Um, so then you moved to Orlando. What, what I did. What drew you to Orlando, Florida? Other so than the, Orlando, Florida. I, mean. I know. It's sunny. Um, <laughs> right? The sunshine state for one. No. The thing that actually got me um, to go to Orlando was uh, Disney. So I did this thing called the Disney College Program. It's an internship you can do when you're um, in college or if you're just graduating college. And uh, you get to go and you get to work in the parks and you get to meet you know, people your age that are excited about Disney and also, you know, sort of entrepreneurial. They want to have Disney on their resume because that looks great. Right. Um, yeah. And, and they also offer tons of super fun events uh, for, you know, college age kids to like bond, like different social gatherings. So it just seemed like, you know, at that point, I actually had just found out that I um, had nodules on my vocal cords. So oh I was... Yeah, it was it was crazy, and I um, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, you know, because I was like, well, I can't be an opera singer with nodules because it's already such a small sect as it is, you know, that that particular um, side of performance. Right. So I I was doing some self exploring and 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, why don't I just get out of the Northwest for a little bit? And, you know, I love Disney, so why don't I just go try this? And, oh, yeah. you know, well, it was nice. a, yeah, um, a nine-month program. And I was like, then I can just reevaluate from there. And uh, I got down to Orlando and had a blast and met some amazing people and started realizing that um, Orlando is actually a great city to, to pursue the arts in. There's, um, you know, there's theater, there's independent and student films, there's the theme parks, there's commercials, you know, and it's not too far from Atlanta or Miami. You wanted a little bit bigger market too. So it seemed kind of a good place to uh, figure out what I wanted to do because at that point I knew that I still wanted to be involved in performing arts. I just didn't know at what capacity yet. Right. Um, so I stayed down there and, and worked and started going to school at uh, Valencia Community College. And then I heard about this. I had randomly uh, looked up some auditions and I uh, reached out to a director that was doing a TV pilot for this um, series. His name is Teddy Omar and he's an Orlando native, but he lives up in Atlanta now. Um, but he's amazing. And uh, he wrote this this pilot uh, for a series called Almost Famous. And it was about these um, three actor best friends that were trying to, you know, get something going. And uh, I played like the ditzy girl that loved one of them, <laughs> you know, like that right. was like the, the flavor of the week, I guess. Right. Um, and so I was like, that, whatever, you know what, let me try this film thing out. Let me see what's going on, you know? And mm-hmm. so I went to the audition and I totally vibed with the other actors and, um, and the director. And he was like, yeah, you know what? Like, if you're interested, I want to give you the part. So I did that. And these guys told me about um, a studio uh, in Orlando called Truthful Acting Studios. And uh, they were having a free uh, acting industry seminar mm-hmm. and, they were like, you know, why don't you just go check it out? And I was like, okay, why not? So I did. And it was one of those feelings like I'm home. Like I w- literally walked into the studio and was like, holy crap, this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, it's like the angels like parted. Right. Like, ah. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Um, so yeah. So then I started taking some acting classes and you know, it's been a roller coaster ever since. That's for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Sydney. Um, so you mentioned Disney, but you've also worked at Universal, right? Why don't you talk a little bit about I that? I did. Yeah. So at Universal Studios, uh, I got involved on the entertainment side there. And um, the first thing I did was their Halloween event uh, called Halloween Horror Nights. It's basically the best Halloween event in the nation. So if you haven't gone, you gotta go. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, so fun fact, actually, I'm a total scaredy pants and um, like I can't get through a scary movie without like having a nightmare the next <laughs> oh, like no. that night. Or if Anyone? it like really jostles me, I have to like watch a Disney movie with the lights on afterwards oh. in order to like <laughs> calm down. <laughs> to re- reset your body, you reset your brain yeah. a little bit, right? But you exactly. worked, at, you worked so, at Universal Studios know, in the I horror know. stuff. I can't believe this. I know. Well, I had gone in for this audition um, for this thing they do called Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Adventure. And it's sort of this uh, show that they do that kind of plays on pop culture of the year. And I had gone in for an audition for that. And they gave me a callback. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my first audition at Universal. They gave me a callback. This is so cool. Um, and uh, <laughs> I come to the callback. And it's a totally different atmosphere than the original uh 
right. audition. Like a totally different type of person was there, and I was like, I don't. Where am, am I? Like, <laughs> you know, because it's like right. Halloween enthusiasts, and some of them, you know, kind of are more like gothy. Is yeah, that? That's, I hope that's not offensive, but that's like the look right, I would say. Right. So. I was like, I definitely don't know if this is the right place, but all right. So I just turned in, you know, I was like, hey, I'm here for this. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is the right place. And I go into the audition room and they were like, oh, here's the here's the script. We're going to have you read some of these lines. And they were um, like, I'll eat your soul too, pretty boy, like with a maniacal laugh. Uh, because it was good, Mia so from Evil Dead. All right. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, so... They think I look like her, so let's just give this a try. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they gave me the role. So I, I was Mia in Evil Dead for my first year at Halloween Horror Nights. And um, it was a blast, but I didn't actually go into any of the haunted houses uh, like all of the other casts would tend to do. If they if they got off in time, they'd be like, let's book it to go to an, uh, a haunted house. Like, And I'd be mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm cool, thanks. <laughs> you know? See, see what you've done. End, yeah, see yeah exactly. Like, you want to get drinks after? That sounds great. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so finally towards the end, I did end up starting to go, but it was like the last like weekend. So I had a few days to hit a bunch of houses and I was totally that like scared person that the scare actors knew to get because you would get the biggest reaction out of because it was like anytime somebody would come out I'd like be through the roof sort of thing you know <laughs> um Tell, tell the one you said before about the uh the security guard one right so I went through the first uh, house, which I don't even know why I went through any other houses after this one um, that my friends got me to go through was Cabin in the Woods. And there was this one scene that year uh, that um, it was like all elevators around you and there were these really creepy clowns in them and stuff like that, which I don't like clowns anyways, never liked clowns. And uh, so I'm going through and I'm like, I'm tense, but I'm I feel like I'm holding it together, you know. And uh, next thing I know, the elevator doors part, this clown jumps out at me. And I was like, I mean, everything went blank because I ran so fast. I, like, dodged everything. I don't know what happened. The next thing I know, I'm, like, two rooms ahead. And I had, like, accidentally sort of tackled this security guard. And was like, I'm so sorry. I just got really scared. My friends are back there. Can I just, can I wait with you until they get here? You know? And he was like, sure, ma'am. Do whatever you have to do. I was like, so much. It's just, and I was, like, kind of teary-eyed at this point, too. So... It was great, Um, but uh, it was enough to leave me wanting more because uh, I did it three more years after that, and now I'm a total uh, haunted house addict, and um, because as a scare actor, you kind of get this, like, sick pleasure in, like, literally scaring the pee out of people. Like, if you've made someone pee, that is a great night. (laughs) (laughs) You're successful. I know, I know. She played like so, some sort um, of witch or something. You can't. You started. You talking about earlier about how you. Is it, oh well, yeah. It, so my first year when I was Mia, um, right. I was. So if for those that haven't seen Evil Dead, there's this scene where she is possessed and her face is very distorted and it's all like mm-hmm. skin is gross and her eyes are bright red and um, she's coming out of this floorboard. That's it. Yeah. Situation, and she's like. 
he's going to eat your soul too. Except for I had an effects <laughs> mic, so I didn't have to actually make my voice sound like that. But that it was like good, even more scary and amplified. And I would say the craziest things to people. And they'd be like, oh my gosh. And it was awesome because I had a, like they'd be looking at me and I'd be saying all these messed up things to them. And then like the scare in that room was was one of my uh, partners. Corey Volance is another amazing Orlando actor. Um, and he would pop out and just scare the bejesus out of people because they wouldn't, you know, be expecting right. it. So right. it was pretty excellent. It was pretty excellent. But yeah, so um, so I did Halloween Horror Nights three years in a row. I did a year of the Mardi Gras parade, um, which is beads and fun and getting people amped. And uh, and then my favorite event that I did at Universal Studios, um, which I don't know if I'm stealing your thunder. No, no, go Sydney, for it. If you wanted to talk about this. <laughs> But uh, um, I did the grand opening events of Diagon Alley, so the red carpet premiere um, for you Harry Potter fans out there. Uh, It was awesome because we got to interact with the cast of Harry Potter. And besides the the big three, pretty much everyone was there. Um, And uh, as we're going through uh, the process of rehearsals and our dialect coaching and um, costuming, we ended up actually in the costumes uh, of the from the the film set itself. So there was a guy that that was a few people ahead of me that literally wore an outfit that Draco Malfoy wore. So we were all like, <laughs> you know, about that right. sort of thing and right. excited. And um, but you said that we also, saw somebody's kids. Was it? Yeah, so Helena Bonham Carter, she right. plays uh, Bellatrix. Uh, her and Tim Burton were there with their kids. So, uh, you know, inside, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, there's Helena Bonham Carter, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, and outside, you have to keep it together because you're yeah. a witch in Diagon Alley. And you're like, so I'm like, oh, hello, muggles. What is that fancy muggle device you have there? Like, you know, sort of thing. And they were really fun and excited that the witches and everybody were talking to the kids. The kids loved it. Right. That's but, awesome. uh, yeah, so it was really, it was a neat experience. And, um, and we got to the, the cast of that, um, event, we got to see Diagon Alley before anybody else did. Um, so aside from the, uh, construction workers and the Universal Studios management. We were literally the first people to see it. And we were all just like walking in and totally breathless because it's just this absolutely magnificent scene. I mean, I think within the first 30 seconds of us walking in, the dragon that is uh, on top of Green Guts uh, Bank breathed fire. I remember like immediately bawling. And being like, I'm so lucky to be here. I can't believe this is real life. What's happening? You know, I mean, it was like, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So it was like the ultimate for me. (laughs) Yeah. So like you said, you're trying to keep it together, but yet you're like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. I I can't believe this. I know. (laughs) It was um, Tim Burton's kids were in in there. Yeah. Okay. because Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton were married. Right. Um, so I think they recently got divorced. I don't know. I don't really keep up with that. that right. Much. But their kids were, so you get to, see, so all the interactions were just amazing, I'm sure. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. It was, it was super, super cool. We had a, we had a blast. Awesome. So why don't you talk a little bit about how you found out about Treasure? So Treasure, um, so the, aforementioned acting studio, uh, Truthful Acting, um, Chris Williamson was um, the director of Treasure. 
And uh, he actually attended an acting class at Truthful Acting Studios because a good director also takes an acting class so they can know how to speak to their actors. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Right. So um, Chris had uh, taken, taken a class there and uh, he was actually holding the auditions there. So I found out through my mentors and instructors that was happening. Um, and I was like, you know, why not? But it was crazy because it was, I was in my very first acting class ever at the, at the time of the audition. I was like, I don't think I'm really ready for that. But at the same time, I was like, well, whatever. I mean, it's an experience in the audition room anyway, so why not? So, um, yeah, I went and I don't know. It was like, for lack of a better word, love at first sight, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> because Chris is like, oh, my gosh, she's totally what I – like, as far as, like, look goes, he's like, she's totally what I'm looking for because I'm a girly girl and, you know, Sierra's a girly girl. And, oh, yeah. Um, and I have a ton of energy and so – Sierra's like this party girl and um so he was like I gotta have you read for this and so I did and the the read through was super super fun and I felt great chemistry and um yeah he called me back that went great and then he offered me uh offered me the role I remember that I actually signed my contract with Chris and his wife Stephanie in a Chipotle off of uh, Colonial in Orlando. <laughs> he was cool. like, we got your burrito bowl for you. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Chris. <laughs> awesome. But um, yeah, so I found out through through the acting studio uh, about that opportunity. And I'm so, so unbelievably happy that I was able to be a part of that project because it's, it's been an amazing ride with them. Yeah. So how long after going in and reading for the part did you actually find out that you, that you got the part? Was it immediately uh, or... Did you have to wait for a while? No, I didn't have to wait very long because the callbacks, uh, I think, were that same week. And um, they made the decisions fairly quickly. So, I, think, I mean, I don't remember exactly, but it, it was definitely within like a two-week span at most um, that I was offered the role. So it was – I couldn't believe it. Like I said, I was in my first acting class, and I was like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know, right. And, and you're in with this this director, and we all know at least us that have met Chris and kind of yeah. know Chris. I mean, he's he's a nut, and we're not quite sure uh, if um, you know he understands. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we we love Chris, um, and we were talking about beforehand that you know Chris is he's so great with the actors. You know, the fact that he really is. You know, he's not, and this is something Ansley mentioned on, on the show when we had her on, was the fact that Chris was hands-off when he needed to. It's a lot of directors, from what, what Ansley's telling me, is that they're not always, they're, some of them are very controlling. you got to do right. this. Uh, especially when she did some of, the, some of the TV shows, they're like, you know, you need to wear this, you know. And it's like, really? Yeah. You're going to be down to, you know stuff like that it's like but right from what she says like chris was like we're going this way and kind of he was able to be sort of the director i think that many of them was hoping he would be is that kind of a way to put that or okay absolutely um chris is a director exactly like ansley said like he he knows how to convey what he wants um 
you know, to the actor and sort of speaking our language, but at the same time, he gives us artistic freedom. So he's not a micromanager because I, I don't know. I feel like you're really cheating the project. I mean, you cast these people for a reason, right? So to micromanage their acting, you're not allowing them to really live the life. And, um, and Chris allowed us to do that, you know, to, to live the lives of these characters. And, um, you know, if we were going in a direction that maybe wasn't what he had pictured, he always found a way to respectfully tell us that and to not only tell us, but also say, this is more of the energy of what I was looking for so that it could help paint the picture for us better, you right. know? So how close did he tell you, like, to describe a scene? Obviously, there's a script. Did he let you just run with it at first and then correct it if it's not his vision? Or how, right. how descriptive right. was he? No, I mean, I mean, there are, there are directions in the script, you know, that that you know when if you have it memorized and when you read through it and all that. But uh, yeah, essentially, he kind of just let us do our own thing. Um, yeah, and then if it veered off of what he wanted, then he said, "Okay, so that was great, uh, but here's something that I think we could do to make it a little better," sort of thing. So it was it was really cool. I, I think as an actor, I appreciate that because I don't, it's a lot easier to bring a sort of truthful quality um, to the life you're, you're living through that character. If, if that is the environment that the director has created, you know, that makes sense for, we've all seen the movie of course. And some of the people in the chat room have too. And you kind of wonder when you're watching a movie, because we're not, you know, we're not famous actors. So, uh, you know, you got your lines and all those little facial expressions that make the scene so good. You know, it's, it'd be hard for them to tell you exactly what to do every time. Right. Right. I mean, it is this, well, with, with movies too, or TV, it's sort of this crazy thing that, so you, you have your first take, right? And, and you're usually very full or, well, I don't know. I guess some people have very bad first takes. I guess it just depends on the actor. But um, I know for me, my first take is always like exciting because I come in so emotionally full and then you have to like replicate that again, you know, <laughs> the same energy and those, I raised my right hand and I turned to the left, you know, because it makes it easier for the editor if you do that. So, I mean, right. well, like the scene where um, y'all, y'all are in the, the clothing store and you, have to, you go in and change clothes and y'all and Ansley's trying to explain about how the whole, her situation where she gets arrested. We're not going to get into a lot of the detail of this, the movie, but you know, there's that's a that's sort of a weird. Or it's interesting because you're not really on. I mean, it's a it's a bounce back and forth between your your conversation with her, and but there's a lot of energy in that because you're asking her all these questions about what happened with the police officer and blah blah blah. Yeah, and it seems like that that would be kind of hard too to try to replicate and do it again and right well especially because like i was actually changing too right they do it over so over again. <laughs> yeah yeah um but that's that's another like interesting thing about movie magic like i was actually changing but i did not feel invaded at all even though there was like a camera like right here you know and and it, it it's this really special thing i think being in um an environment that healthy it's just, it, it was really easy. Like for my first future film, I'm like, man, if every project was like this, I am set, like, right. you know, cause 
everybody was there um, working hard. Everybody was super professional, but also oh, super oh, open oh. Um, and supportive of one another. Right. And, and yeah. so I was very uh, excited to be a part of a part of that. And yeah, that scene, um, that was a lot of fun and actually super sweet story. Speaking of Chris being awesome. Um, he actually bought let's Ansley not, and I let's something. Not, from- let's not go too far with Chris on this. Cause you know what's going to happen if we, we say too much of nice things about Chris. No, I, I'm kidding. Go ahead. We, we love Chris too. I'm, I'm messing with you. Go ahead. Listen, Gary, he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> he is right? not. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, but he actually bought Amsley and I something like, I think she got, um, a necklace and he bought me this really cool ring that, um, was like a gold wrap around ring that looked like a safety pin. Every time I wear it, I get compliments on it and it's like one of my favorite things. And Chris totally, you know, bought that for us. I just thought that was the sweetest thing ever. Cause he didn't have to do that. You know, he's a sweetheart. What a little softy. He is. He's great. <laughs> Oh, yes. That's going to make a huge difference for, and I would assume for an actor is how well you get along with and how the director really treats you on set. Well, absolutely. Um, because I've also been on the opposite spectrum now, you know, now that I've gotten several projects under my belt uh, where like everything falls apart and the director doesn't treat you even like a human being. And <laughs> I don't, understand like, how to come it, out of this like this why is it chris here i don't understand chris <laughs> right. here? you know like you said it's kind of a thing you used to I yeah, yeah, so. the other actresses too though right because like you and uh, ansley's character uh, erica mm-hmm. that it's the little things in between you how you interact with each other that make it so believable this part of the story so believable is it does it help a lot, I guess, or did you get along with them, or how was it like working with them, the rest of the Yeah, actors? so um, I pretty much immediately fell in love with Ansley because she's so delightful. <laughs> and she was great, too, because, like I said, I was a very new actor at that point, and, um, and she was a very seasoned actor. She started acting when she was a kid, so she's kind of grown up in that. Um, in that world and um, she's in LA now and totally killing it which is amazing but at the time she just had so much uh, insight uh, to give me about I mean about the kind of projects uh, you know are, that are great to do and and agents that are you know great and supportive and I mean she just has vast like a vast amount of knowledge uh, about acting and specifically that market that I was just getting into, which is the Orlando market. And even about these bigger markets, she just has a wealth of information and she's a wonderful, wonderful person and a super supportive actor. It was, it was easy to have that sort of invisible thread connection with her because she's a genuine person anyways. And I genuinely connected with her. Yeah. And same thing with like Rebecca and Matt and all of those people. We, we had such a great cast. I mean, it was incredible. <laughs> Did you get to work with the others that you didn't have overlapping scenes with as much, or is it kind of separated I mean, out? Or? Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, there were days where, you know, they would film and then it'd be my turn to come in that day. Um, so we'd sort of like cross paths. Uh, and sometimes we would stay and watch each other and, um, you know, sometimes not. But also, uh, most of those actors, I either knew, once you start. Um, Orlando's a smaller acting community, right? I mean, there's still a bunch of great actors, but it, if you start going to different um, castings, you start meeting people. And so I even knew, you know, John and um, 
his girlfriend, Liz, who's also an actor, uh, and I've seen them at several, you know, castings. And um, Matt is not as much in Orlando. He's more. Well, well he was Atlanta now, at the time. Atlanta, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. now he's up at, but yeah, but, but yeah, um, he was at Atlanta. the time he was in Atlanta. Yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't meet him until the table read, but he was another one of those that just had such great energy that you literally can't help but love Matt. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He's like everyone's best friend. You're like, yes. how can, how can he be everybody's best friend? How is there that much of you to give? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But, um, well, this, is yeah, a good time. So we, this is also a good time to mention Matt's going to be on the show in about a month, so that'll be fun to, to talk to Matt. So yeah, that'd be great. So we so worked excited it, to tune in for that. Yeah, we worked it out. We got Matt on uh, in a, about a month or so. So go ahead. So yeah, he is. He is. He seems so so cool and so wonderful to be. You know, he's got so many things he's done now. And but right, and he's like so multi talented because he's an amazing photographer too. Oh wow! If you even look at his Instagram, I. I mean, like mm-hmm. he's got some really nice photos and yeah, he's done um, headshots for Ansley before too. And, and she's also a photographer. She's done headshots for him. Like awesome. they're both so talented in so many ways. It's incredible. That's cool. Yeah. So you're on a podcast about geocaching. So we have to ask the question, <laughs> what did you know about geocaching before this movie? So I literally had never heard about geocaching until Treasure. Like I looked up at the audition. I saw the word geocache in the script and I was like, geocache, Tamagotchi. (laughs) So I got on my phone really quick and was like, what is this? So I knew what I was, you know, auditioning for. And, um, and I figured it out, you know, in like two minutes. A, a, a sort of idea of what geocaching was and you know how to pronounce it because <laughs> that was important right <laughs> um, That's funny. but it's crazy because it's yeah, it's such an amazing uh community like worldwide and it, it's this this thing that that connects all these people that would never otherwise be connected on this planet and you know it's it's like you're sharing a part of yourself with the these people mm-hmm. and so it's a really cool thing especially living in this world that is so disconnected because we're on our phones all the time or or you know i mean i, I don't know it's so easy to focus on the negative world because there's so many so many selfish people out there right but right. but especially in in the geocaching community it's such a giving community and it's been so cool getting to learn about that and also it just takes you on amazing adventures like Jesse, you were talking about where are you going? You're doing some earth cache that is what? Where? What mountains? <laughs> in a, up in Rocky Mountain National Park. So it's uh, earth caching. Is that's awesome. Something. Yeah. So that's everywhere, right? I mean, everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. And um, like I said, I've, I've been super excited to learn about it. And um, I definitely want to want to do some caching myself. Right. I could, I could say, I definitely, She's I'm definitely got the into window the, the cash. She does, right? I've studied, I've studied uh, up on it now. <laughs> well, it's funny because there's, you know, there's of course millions of people that that play this game all over the world, and one of the funny things within kind of the culture is how you got started in geocaching. And I have to say, getting started by starting a movie about geocaching is a pretty interesting way to get started. Right? <laughs> know, That's right? a pretty cool story. So. We usually just, you know, our friends tell us about it or whatever, and then you start. So that's that's pretty interesting. 
do you know how I guess you do because you're in the industry and everything else, but do you know how big this movie is becoming in in the geocaching circles now? Have you heard much about it? Yeah, well, I mean, even if you – I think you just – if you type it in on Google, like it pops up on different forums and stuff now, which is really cool. And, of course, I, I talk to Chris all the time. He's a very close friend, and um, he's like, Shanice, like – I mean, he's like, it got it – got, uh, basically produced by this geocaching community to get put on a big screen in this city and then in this city and then in this city. And, uh, you know, we're talking about it on this show. And so, yeah, I, I mean, Chris has kept us totally informed as to how much it's really blowing up in the geocaching um, community. And that is just amazing. And that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean when it's such great support system. Like you guys are all like, Oh wow. There's this film about geocaching and it's a good, you know, family friendly film of course we're going to support it it wasn't even a question it was like yes what can we do to help this film and that is just incredible it's incredible yeah well it's interesting because what it, gary and i were at the debut when they first showed it in texas and it was right. uh, at a drive-in and it was right. at a precursor for a mega event which a mega event in geocaching means at least 500 people so this is a huge audience that all of a sudden is talking about it. And it was in another one and in, in, uh, another mega event like that. And it's been more since then, like Chris has been saying. That's a yeah. lot of people in one area. For, for yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah. It's blowing blowing all of us away, that's for sure. Well, yeah. A funny thing that it's kind of showing how much it's spreading through is uh, – you know, geocaches can be also like puzzles and things like that before you go and solve them. Right. Well, there's a few that are starting to pop up now that are based on this movie. So you have to answer questions based on this movie before you can even go out and find them. So it's kind of That's permeating so cool. the culture now, too. So I didn't even know that. That's awesome. <laughs> So that's pretty neat. Maybe there's some questions about your character in there that we can give spoilers away in this show because that would be cheating, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> give away that. Because... We've got to do it, Sierra. Is why I'm calling you Sierra now because we're going to show it right now. Do so, it, I dare you. So here we go, Shanice. We're going to show this uh, clip, and we're going to let you. Uh, we're going to let you talk about it. So we're going to talk through it, I guess. So, so before I show it. So when I, I, Shanice and I had a little, uh, we did a little pre, uh, pre-show meetup just to kind of check out, you know, make sure we were on, on the same, uh, wavelength as far as what we were doing for the show. And so one of the first things I asked Shanice was about her character, Sierra. And I said, <laughs> Sierra's kind of, how'd you put it about Sierra? You said I said she's such she's such a press a press right, right she is <laughs> she is so it's like <laughs> perfect uh, way to describe her. So here's the scene, and this is the one people are asked, talking about in the chat room too. But uh, oh, really? That's funny. Yes, so there you are with Ansley, er- Erica, and going geocaching, and so. <clears throat> You really did play this really well, I think, because Thank you're you. kind of interested. I mean, it's your friend. You look, you get the nod, you know. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll play this game with you. Sort of. Sort of. She does a little sea towing. What are you doing? Yeah. In, and you're like, yeah, I love that look on your face. Tra- trash in. What is it? Trash Ca- in. Cash out. Cash in. Trash, trash. out. 
Cash yeah. and trash out. Right. <laughs> the frog. Everybody loves the frog. People always mention I know, that. especially because it's like this tiny little baby frog, too. <laughs> she like freaked out about. <laughs> She's into it, and you're not doing any help. You're not helping at all. She just get her phone out to check the cords, and you're like, come on. Oh, see, you could have been looking for this. So we have better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? What is that? It's so tiny. What is that tiny thing? <laughs> What's great about it, too, is you're not dressed for geocaching at all. Not at all. Not even close. <laughs> You have like these big earrings on and these like I know. <laughs> and what's funny is how unbelievably accurate that is if people have taken other people out geocaching. That's very, very accurate. <laughs> hey, she wore camo. This the mini skirt is camo. <laughs> that's All right. right. That's right. <laughs> it could be like it could like blend into the environment. That's like that's as outdoorsy as Sierra gets, okay? Combat <laughs> boots and a camo mini skirt. That's that's outdoorsy get. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, um, it just, it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's crazy that, uh, like I said, you played that so perfectly. You really did. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and, she, uh, she was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, um, now not every movie of course is shot in order. So was this, was this scene shot early on? Are, are movies ever shot in order? No, like, I don't think thing? they ever, no, I guess, <laughs> I guess they could have just oh, happened to be shot. Man? They did like one big like shot the whole time. That's true. So it could be. So um, was this was this particular one that we just showed? Was that fairly early on in the shooting? Or was this later on? You came back into this scene, or do you remember? It was uh, it was pretty early on okay. um, in the shooting because the weather was good and we were kind of well. So the very first couple of days actually got rained out and that's when I wasn't filming the other, right. the other people were filming and they got rained out and they couldn't do anything for like, a, I think they were held back like two or three days. Right. Um, but uh, the weather was good then. And, um, and then we focused more on like the house party sort of scenes later on. Okay, um, so this right. is before that. So yeah, this was only like, I don't know, maybe day two or three filming for me. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to show up, but we talked about it before the show, but which is your, your, your reaction to some of the homeless was price, priceless. Despicable. Despicable. <laughs> they smell. Well, of course they're going to smell Sierra. They're I know. homeless. <laughs> they don't have showers. Like, like, I know. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, Sierra, you're just, you're, the, you're just the worst. Just. <laughs> How does it feel acting a scene like that? Do you feel weird saying lines like that, or I mean, I guess no, that's acting, I mean, though, right? No, you don't, because you you find a way to connect, you know, yourself with uh, that person at their core, right? Like Sierra's still a human being; she still has things that make her happy and make her sad and make her angry, just like you do, just like I do. And um, it's about finding out who who the character is at at their core and find like knowing who you are at your core and figuring out how those two things align and then how they differ and then figuring out how to, you know, live the life of Sierra truthfully. Right. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, nothing I said during filming felt out of place for me because that's just who I was. Right. That's, that, that's the life I was living was right. Sierra's. And, um, 
Yeah. I mean, after watching it afterwards, it's, I'm like, man, I can't, can't believe that, <laughs> you know, right. but, but during the filming process now, that's it, just, I guess that's what it means to be an actor is finding the truth in, in each character that you're portraying. Yeah. That's an interesting way to describe it. I don't think I've heard it described that way before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> and, and, and something we talked about beforehand too, is the fact that, um, if you can, if as an audience you can connect with, like Shanice, your character was like, you, you, at first you don't really know her, and then all of a sudden you hate her, and then we're not going to talk about, we're not going to be spoilers, but later on you like her, and and so, um, I can't even mention that to Ansley because Ansley goes through a transformation, and you oh, don't like, you know what I mean? Because you watched it in the, in the beginning of the movie, you're like. What is up with her? You know, and she's she describes herself. She's such a delinquent. <laughs> she is a delinquent, and you're not helping. You're not helping at all. I know. I'm, I'm the worst influence ever. You're in trouble. <laughs> you know, call her up. Hey, we'll, let's go out again. Like I really shouldn't. Like Sierra, don't don't test her. Yeah, and of course she did. So that's great. But the devil on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> but just that idea that. I think we've all we've all watched a movie and they wanted us the the movie wanted us to feel that about a character but it was it, right. it was either poorly acted or was poorly directed or poorly written or something and so by the right. end somebody might ask you about the movie and they say well hey what do you think about this this character and you're like I don't know. I guess I was supposed to hate him, but I I didn't care much about you know. I was too busy, right? You know, not, if you're indifferent, that's not good. No, right, right. You gotta, and so you know that's that's important. And like we talked about before the show, that it's a it's a different experience that you were talking about of playing a different role and playing, you know, somebody who's we're, we gotta hate for a while, right? I mean. Right. I mean, the first time I read the script, I was like, God, like she's such an a-hole. I'm not going to actually <laughs> right. swear That's right. right now, but yeah, exactly. she is an a-hole. Right. And, but you find a way, I mean, as an actor, you, you can't judge the role you're cast in. You can't judge that character because like we just talked about, I mean, you have to find their truth and, and it's really cool. And it tests out your skills as an actor. If you can, if you can, find a way to live that life truthfully when it's so opposite of who you are, you know, because like, yeah, I have a lot of energy, but I don't have like the same interests that Sierra has or, mm -hmm. you know, like I, for one, I'm very uh, passionate about helping home the homeless, you know, nice. where Sierra wouldn't be caught dead, you know, doing that. <laughs> right. She's like, I'd literally rather go to jail than like be in it, you know, yes. Yes. <laughs> then like, volunteer for a homeless outreach right. you know so but it, it was it was a, a lot of fun um to be able to step outside my comfort zone and yeah. be somebody that wasn't like me at all right um yeah very cool so so here's the question that's on everyone's minds in the scene we showed was the first time your character went geocaching have you actually gone out and found any geocaches since the movie Dude, I haven't. It's like been on my heart and my agenda. And honestly, I kind of know a good amount about geocaching now because I did have to, you know, sort of 
this is me Googling. This is what Googling right. looks like. Googling <laughs> you know, looks like? I, <laughs> I went on and I, I did some research, but I haven't done a cash yet. And it's like, I feel like a fraud. Like I need to cash, uh, you know, I mean, although I guess in the film, I don't really like she goes out there, but does she really do anything? Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I really want to. And uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know what? And you guys will be the first to know. Okay, good. Yes. Good. Follow report, me on the Twitters and I will tweet back. my first. Yeah, yeah, tweet it out. You know, do a little Periscope or something. We can, we when can in watch doubt, you doing tweet it out. That's right. There's but, probably one within a tenth of a mile of you right now. Right. I bet. We, we need to look. You know, we'll, we'll find one for you. We'll look in Vancouver. Well, and we'll... I know, right? Like, I need to just contact Nick and be like, yo, that would be let's, let's cash right we'll now. Do that. We'll do that. There but, actually are. I've been up through there. There actually are some interesting ones in your area. Well, I mean, the Northwest is super beautiful and it's, you know, like yeah. the nature. And I, I would I would imagine that there would just be like really cool ones to find out, out there. She's close enough. Uh, Shanice, we'll send you the information. You can go to the very first geocache ever hidden. Has a, There's a plaque in the ground. Where this ever place, hidden? Like ever, ever hidden. Like yeah. anywhere? Yeah, it was yeah. the very first one ever hidden. And they put a plaque there in honor of the first geocache. I mean, it's a nice metal plaque in the ground. And there's a cache nearby. It's like a tribute to the first one. So, And it's near Portland, Oregon. Guys, I know. Um, so if you're near guys, Portland, right? I am. I'm 20 minutes away from Portland. See? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then you can bada bing, bada boom. take you know pictures. What? You guys made this happen. Geocache <laughs> talk made this happen. There you go. <laughs> Actually, you're also really close to another really interesting one that I don't want to give away the spoiler of it, but um, it's real close. I've done it. It's close by where you are, and it's uh, you have to go to a phone booth, like an old-fashioned phone booth, Ooh. and the phone booth is part of the cache. I don't want to spoil what you have to do. It's pretty famous, yep. but uh, you have to manipulate the, the phone somehow. To, uh, it'll to solve the puzzle. Yep. It's pretty yep. full-size phone, you know, like a like the old school, you know, coin phones That's or whatever. So cool. Coin phone, yeah. I'm in. I'm in there like swimwear. There you go. <laughs> it's good. It's bananas, Shanice. It's bananas. It's bananas. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to say. It's That's true. Her, I it's her favorite word. Well, <laughs> bananas. <laughs> well, as we start to wrap up tonight, you know, uh, it's something we t- we really did talk about, and the fact that. Um, I can I can speak for the geocaching community because this is hands down the best geocaching movie ever made. And there's now there's been some Splinterheads was they mentioned they had geocaching in it, but it wasn't that great of a movie. And there've been some other attempts and and it's mentioned in. Uh, and we have on our website, in case one of people go look, we do have a list of like times that it's been on in a TV sh- TV show. I mean, Jesse, do you remember? There's some, what are some places that we've? The most recent one I've seen is a show called I Zombie, and then there were some other, you know, like CSI and Law and Order and, and other shows like that. Um, that and then there's a couple of it's in a couple of movies, but just like the people in the chat room have said that have seen the movie. There's other movies with geocaching in it, but Treasure is good even without the geocaching. So it's it it's a good movie, even if you know it's not the geocaching crowd. It's an actually a good movie. Yeah. So right, yeah, it makes that's you that's feel the things. There. It's not just a gimmick. Oh, that's awesome. That's 
That's really uh, amazing to hear, you know, that it's been being so well received. I, I mean, it was definitely a passion project for Chris. Like he literally put his heart and soul into it. And, right. um, you know, he got us all rallied in there. I mean, we, we all really loved it. Everybody that worked on it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for a lot of people right now, but I, I, I still keep in contact with those people. So I feel like I can't, <laughs> um, oh. but yeah, it, it was absolutely incredible. And um, I'm so grateful to have been a part of it and, and, Thank you guys for your support. And uh, if you haven't bought uh, Treasure yet, it is available for sale on Blu-ray. Um, uh, yeah, is. exactly. At treasurefilm.com. So, and the more people we get buying it, um, the more likely it is that it's going to be mass produced and distributed. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, then more people can know about geocaching and we can build this community. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Very cool. In fact, um, good thing you mentioned that, Shanice, because we have a, we're giving away this one, this very Blu-ray, um, and I, I had people retweet. You retweet, re- yeah, yeah. You, you retweeted it. I can't give you the movie because you're in the No, movie, it's okay. So I, I already have it. <laughs> I, I, I excluded you from it, but you did retweet it. I just I really, got excited, and I, I just appreciate hit retweet. It. That's right. I retweet this. This is awesome. <laughs> But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did go through everybody, did a random.org, and Francis Sabero, you were the lucky winner. So Francis. I'll be. I'll, Francis, I'll be. He's in, he's in the chat room. That's even, even there better. There it is. So he's in the chat room. So, Francis, you did win it. I'll be mailing this to you, buddy, uh, real soon. And as Shanice says, you can buy the Blu ray or DVD. Some people really it's wanted true. a DVD because they don't. Right. Because they don't. Some people don't use. I mean. So we don't have Blu-ray, but they can buy a DVD. It's off the website. Uh, our it's off our website. You can go to geocachetalk.com or you can go to Treasure the Movie, where you're going to end up. You'll end up there anyway after you pay from ours. But treasurethemovie.com. It's 19.99 US, and you can buy it even if you live anywhere in the world at 26.99, and you can buy the movie. And this is awesome. So um, thank you so much, Shanice, for being on tonight. Oh, no, thank you so much, Gary. I had such a great time. And um, Sydney and Jesse, you guys were great. Thank you for this opportunity. You bet. It was great to, to have you on and talk about this. So um, uh, coming up on the show uh, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about um, the new virtual caches that are out there. Um, there'll be an interesting discussion. Um, there's now uh, there's 4,000 that should be out there eventually I haven't looked at the list we'll look at it before the show um, and um, uh, we'll probably talk a little about the new guidelines we did to uh, did do a, a 0.5 show and talk about the guidelines but I think we've got some updates and I think it's a fascinating topic you know even though you know Jesse and I kind of talked about it Sydney wasn't able to be there so we're gonna get Sydney's take right Sydney you're gonna get you get to talk about yeah yeah We'll talk about. I'll have to. I'll have to really read through what they wrote and you know pick out some. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, about burying caches. That's a big topic. I'll make notes and everything with red pen. Oh, awesome! You're gonna get really into it. That's perfect. Be great. Um, In in two weeks, we're gonna talk about GC Droid. You know, we've been. We're gonna talk about iOS uh, because we we're all iOS users, but. There's a whole community of people that geocache that don't use Apple. What? I know. They use what? this thing. They uh, use yeah. they use this thing called a Droid phone. I don't, I'm not familiar with the Droid like phone. The robot? Kinda like, like the robot. Kind of like the robot. Push button or something. I don't know. Okay. So Android users can be can really enjoy this show in two weeks. We're gonna have on the guy who is the owner and 
curator of the GC Droid app. So that'll be fun uh, talking to him about that. And then in three weeks, uh, good old Ron, Ron Smith's going to be on the show. Johnny Cash. So we talk about him playing music and doing doing vlogs, and he's a character. So you can't miss that show. That's in that's in uh, uh, th- three weeks. So, well, we, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail dot com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk for the show. I am at Gary Slinkard. Jesse is at Memphis underscore Mafia. Sydney is at Shermanator GC. Shanice is at Jordan Shanice. Dude, I don't know why it did that when I like first signed up for Twitter, but I just haven't changed there it. There you are. <laughs> you're, but you're out there. I, at, swear at I, know how to, I know how Twitter, I swear. Yeah. But you're, you're active on Twitter. So, you know, fa- you know, follow her and hear about her, everything going on uh, in uh, some things we weren't able to get to tonight that, just keep keep tabs on Shanice. You gotta you gotta see what's coming up in the future. We we can't talk about some of it, so it's hush hush. But keep keep your eye open out there. Um, and then the uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash geocache talk. Uh, show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to f- click on the subscribe button below so you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching, Shanice. Go watch Treasure and then go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Good night. There you go.